Hello and welcome to the People's Meeples podcast. I'm Rick. I'll be talking to you about all things board game related. Uh, opinions are my own. Uh, they're not endorsed by anybody, which you'll probably guess by the tone of them and what I'm saying. Because uh, I won't go sponsored by... And I won't be going really heavy on any one game unless I really love it. And that'll be quite obvious by the way that I'm talking about it. So, welcome. So in this episode, I'm going to be mainly focusing on people who are new to board games. So the uh, the myths, the legends, the scary things about board games, why people play board games why you should play board games, and if you're new uh, to board games, what you should be playing, possibly, and what you shouldn't be playing, because if you play something uh, that's a bit scary and a bit too big and a bit too complicated, it'll scare you off, because not all games are that. And there are different games for different types of people. So if you're a fun, silly person, there'll be fun, silly games for you. If you're a serious, analytical person, there'll be serious, analytical games for you. If you like games about space, there's games for you. If you like games about rabbits, there's games for you. There's If you like games about weird shapes, like you've got a balance, there's games for you. There is literally tens of thousands of games available out there. So hopefully I can point you in the right direction and talk about what kind of games are out there, what kind of games people may like based on what they like in the real real world. And also a little bit about the type of player you may be and what games may suit your personality or suit the group of personalities that you'll be playing games with uh, because everyone's different, everyone likes different things. I personally, I'm a mixture of things. I I like games that are structured. Uh, I like games where there's not real much luck in there, more games where it's all about planning so you know what's coming and you can think ahead and you can strategize um, and that drives some people crazy uh, because I'll get what's known as AP so analysis paralysis where I'm overthinking I'm going but if I do that then that player might do that and they might stop me doing that and they'll do this and that do that and this do that and the 30 teams and I'm thinking far ahead and I don't know to go back and, and people will just look at you and go just just make a move just put your person down roll the dice, do the counter, pick a card or whatever it may be and you're just thinking about three years into the future of what can and how you can squeeze out that extra point and try and shave a point off somebody else and get that. That's what I am. I also, uh, I don't like to share victories. I'm very open about that. Um, If there is a cooperative game, I'm not very much into that because I want my victory to be my own. I don't want someone else going, well, I helped you do that. And I want to go, no, I did it myself. I'm a big boy. I can play games and win myself. I don't need your help. Uh, maybe that goes back to some childhood trauma. I don't know. Um, but that's the kind of player I am. Uh, other players, you'll get players who are just there casually and they just want to play a game, enjoy the game, have some fun, talk to friends. You'll have some people who like uh, dice rolling and random elements. Um, you'll like people who like traitor games where you're pretending to be something you're not and then you turn around and you go, aha, it was me all along. I kill you. <laughs> and stab them with a sword um, in the game, not in real life, because that's murder uh, or uh, GBH, so don't do that um, on a serious note, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then you'll get other people who uh, like 
silly games like dexterity, balancing games, and and being fun and daft. And you'll get other people who like collectible games where you add to the collection of games, uh, famously like Pokemon or Magic the Gathering, where you're building and you're spending more more money because some of these do cost a lot of money. But you're you're building your game and you're fine tuning the game to suit your play style and trying to build the best things you can do to beat the other players. But again, there's we could talk for hours about the different kinds of players and what they're like, but that's what I'm like. So you need a game that matches your playing style when you're starting. You might not know your playing style, might take you some time to get into it, but what you do want to start with is what are called uh, gateway games. Uh, a bit like a, a gateway drug, Gateway games do one of two things. They either open you into the world of gaming and you're going, this is amazing, uh, I, I need more, I need more, or you go, this is all right, I don't mind joining if somebody else is playing, but it's not really for me. Both are acceptable answers, uh, but they're gateway games. So these are generally games that are, the rule books are maybe two, three, four pages long. Uh, the playtime is generally anything between 15 minutes and an hour uh, the player count is usually two to four to five players, so not massive player counts. Uh, and the generally, gateway games are very popular games. So the games that have sold lots of copies, and there's a reason they've sold a lot of copies, is because they're generally very good games, easy to pick up. You can teach them to somebody in 10, 15 minutes. So that's the kind of games you want if you're starting. And I will go on now to list some of those gateway games. So, gateway games. There are a lot of gateway games, but I'm just going to list a few of my personal favourites that I uh, I teach to new people in the board gaming arena, or I teach to friends and family who look at my board game collection and go, "What are you doing with your life? Why don't you Why don't you Why don't you go out more?" And I go, "I don't need to go out more. All my friends are here in cardboard and plastic." Um, so the games that I will teach or tell you about. Um, are few uh, so one of the ones that I teach to kids and families and people alike and it's also a nice it's a nice starter uh, if you want a games night and you just want to loosen every up if there's, especially if there's people in that games night that you don't know quite well or they're there for the first time or they're a bit scared by games and that game is Cobra Paw so some of you may know Cobra Paw if you don't Cobra Paw is a very basic uh, kind of game you have a bunch of tiles with different icons on them uh, big chunky nice big chunky tiles and you have two dice uh, with those icons on the dice and the way it works is a person rolls the dice and the first person to grab the tile that matches the dice gets the tile and it's the first to so many tiles uh, and that's it it's a nice game because it gets everybody looking and everyone's going for grabbing for the same thing if you want a nice peaceful game as a gateway game do not pick this game but it's great for kids uh, you've got a great hand-eye looking and observing and then quickness of reaction. Um, but you can steal from other players if they've got that token in front of them or that tile. Uh, so it can get quite competitive, but it's a great gateway game. It takes about 10 minutes to play, 20 seconds to learn, uh, and it's got massive replayability. And you can play it with four or five-year-olds and you can play it with 60, 70-year-olds. Um, it's a great gateway game, so I would highly recommend Cobra Paw as a nice icebreaker to the start of the evening. Another gateway game, if you're wanting to go up, if you want to be a bit more thinky and it's a bit more fun, is a very simple card game. 
Uh, that's called The Mind. Now, The Mind, on paper, shouldn't be as fun as it is. Um, the Mind is literally just a 100 cards, uh, labelled 1 to 100. Um, and you have basically, there's I think it plays up to four people, and you for every round, so if you're on round one, you get one card each. You look at the card, and you've got place them down in numerical order, um, but you're not allowed to talk to each other. So that's it. So if you think you've got the lowest card, you place it down. If you don't have the lowest card, then you lose a life, and you, you go on and things like that. As the rounds progress, so say if you get to round five, you all have five cards each. So that ups the difficulty, and it's all it's it's a question of just silliness basically it's no you go first no i don't think i've got the next card you got cut and then somebody put a card down and everyone else goes ah i had a lower card there are other little mechanics in there that'll allow you to discard a card and if you all vote for it um but it's a it's a great little game it's a very cheap game to buy uh again it's one of those that sold a lot of copies it's only come out in the last couple of years a great little game is the mind Another gateway game uh, you may have heard of is a game called Ticket to Ride. Uh, again, Ticket to Ride doesn't look like on the outside it should be as much fun as it is because you're just laying train tracks to different towns across the world. Um, but again, simple to learn, nice to pick up. You can play it with you can play it with your kids, you can play it with your grandparents. Um, now, there are a lot of different Ticket to Ride games out there. Uh, because they are so popular and they've sold millions upon millions of copies. Uh, the game that I would recommend to new players is Ticket to Ride Europe. So you're basically collecting cards um, of different coloured train carriages and then you're playing those train carriages to build tracks on the road. You get points for how many tracks you lay. You get points for having little secret destination cards. So if you're trying to connect Paris to Rotterdam or Istanbul to London, you get points for those at the end of the game. Uh, and that's basically, that's it. You just take it in turns. You get a choice of one of several actions to do on your turn. So you can lay track, you can pick cards, you can get new destinations. Again, takes about an hour, an hour and a half to play. Fairly simple to pick up, um, but fairly good to play and the joy of Ticket to Ride, if you like it, there is a multitude of variations out there that you can buy, which are more maps, slightly tweaks on the rules, so it might change a certain objective that you've got to do, or there's little littler versions, there's a, there's a version that's aimed specifically for little kids, um, there's anniversary editions, which are all shiny and blingy, if you like that kind of thing, uh, but that is a nice gateway game. Now, I could go on to do tell you about more gateway games um but i'll just list a few for you to look at if you're looking at something that you want to either introduce to somebody uh, who's not keen on board games and you are or if you just want a nice little game to play yourselves either at christmas or just when friends come around so if there's just the two of you uh, i'd recommend patchwork a little tile placement game i won't go to it. it's a bit like placing tetris pieces on the board then we've got azul uh, Azul is uh, ooh, how would you class Azul? It's like um, you're picking picking coloured tiles up and trying to match them up on lines, and you get combination points. Again, fairly simple to pick up, um, but it can get very tactical if you choose to uh, really overthink it. But you can just pick up and play. A good one for the kids, which I always play, is a game called uh, Rhino Hero. 
it's just a stacking game or super rhino hero battle which is a variation on it and adds a few more things and you can build massive towers with the kids what else clask that's like um i think it's uh danish uh tabletop air hockey kind of game with magnets and that's a nice game to play if you just want a quick game like i say i could go on forever and a day but i won't so there are a few to get your teeth in and to look into so gateway games are good uh, have a look at them if you can We interrupt this podcast to bring you a word from our sponsors, the People's Meeple. Do you not know your deck builders from your dice rollers or your worker placement from your hidden trader? Then you need to speak to the people from the People's Meeple. They've got answers. Whether they're right or wrong, nobody knows. The People's Meeple. So in this episode, I'm going to be mainly focusing on people who are new to board games so the uh the myths the legends the scary things about board games why people play board games why you should play board games and if you're new uh to board games what you should be playing possibly and what you shouldn't be playing because if you play something uh that's a bit scary and a bit too big and a bit too complicated it'll scare you off because not all games are that and there are different games for different types of people so if you're a fun silly person there'll be fun silly games for you if you're a serious analytical person there'll be serious analytical games for you if you like games about space there's games for you if you like games about rabbits there's games for you there's if you like games about weird shapes like you've got a balance there's games for you there is literally tens of thousands of games available out there so hopefully I can point you in the right direction and talk about what kind of games are out there, what kind of games people may like based on what they like in the real real world. And also a little bit about the type of player you may be and what games may suit your personality or suit the group of personalities that you'll be playing games with uh, because everyone's different, everyone likes different things. I personally, I'm a mixture of things. I I like games that are structured. Uh, I like games where there's not real m- much luck in there, more games where it's all about planning so you know what's coming and you can think ahead and you can strategize um, and that drives some people crazy uh, because I'll get what's known as AP, so analysis paralysis, where I'm overthinking, I'm going, but if I do that, then that player might do that, and they might stop me doing that, and they'll do this, and that do that, and this do that, and the 30 teams, and I'm thinking far ahead, and I don't know how to go back, and, and people will just look at you and go, just just make a move, just put your person down, roll the dice, do the counter, pick a card, or whatever it may be, and you're just thinking about three years into the future of what can and how you can squeeze out that extra point and try and shave a point off somebody else and get that that's what i am i also uh, i don't like to share victories i'm very open about that um if there is a cooperative game i'm not very much into that because i want my victory to be my own i don't want someone else going well i helped you do that and i want to go no i did it myself i'm a big boy i can play games and win myself i don't need your help uh maybe that goes back to some childhood trauma i don't know um but that's the kind of player i am uh, other players, you'll get players who are just 
there casually and they just want to play a game, enjoy the game, have some fun, talk to friends. You'll have some people who like uh, dice rolling and random elements. Um, you'll like people who like traitor games where you're pretending to be something you're not and then you turn around and you go, aha, it was me all along. I kill you and stab them with a sword. Um, in the game, not in real life because that's murder uh, or uh, GBH, so don't do that um, on a serious note, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and then you'll get other people who uh, like silly games, like dexterity, balancing games, and, and being fun and daft. And you'll get other people who like collectible games where you add to the collection of games, uh, famously like Pokemon or Magic the Gathering, where you're building and you're spending more, more money because some of these do cost a lot of money, but you're, you're building your game and you're fine-tuning the game to suit your play style and trying to build the best things you can do to beat the other players but again there's we could talk for hours about the different kinds of players and what they're like but that's what i'm like so you need a game that matches your playing style when you're starting you might not know your playing style might take you some time to get into it but what you do want to start with is what are called uh gateway games uh, a bit like a, a gateway drug Gateway games do one of two things. They either open you into the world of gaming and you're going, this is amazing, uh, I, I need more, I need more, or you go, this is all right, I don't mind joining if somebody else is playing, but it's not really for me. Both are acceptable answers, uh, but they're gateway games. So these are generally games that are, the rule books are maybe two, three, four pages long. Uh, the playtime is generally anything between 15 minutes and an hour uh, the player count is usually two to four to five players, so not massive player counts. Uh, and generally, gateway games are very popular games. So the games that have sold lots of copies, and there's a reason they've sold a lot of copies, is because they're generally very good games, easy to pick up. You can teach them to somebody in 10, 15 minutes. So that's the kind of games you want if you're starting. And I will go on now to list some of those gateway games. So on to thinking about what kind of gamer you are and what kind of game you want to play. There's a few few basic questions that I ask uh, people or you should be asking yourself uh, about what game you want to play. Um, for instance, the good couple of questions to ask yourself is uh, how many people are playing and what are those people like? How long have you got to play a game? Uh, and then secondly on that is how experienced are you with board games? So are you, have you just played Monopoly, Cluedo, those kind of things, and that's your, your level of expertise? Or have you dabbled in something else so you know a few, a few more things about the board gaming world? And then you can whittle it down a bit more to what type of game do you want to play? Do you want to play a space adventure? Do you want to play cowboys? Do you want to play the Roman Empire? Do you want to play historic, futuristic? All those little things, quirky, interesting, abstract that's when you're getting more finite. But first is how many people are playing, how long have you got, and how experienced are you? Now, you may not know which game to pick from that, but the best people to talk to are independent game retailers. So they're your board game shops or your shops that sell board games. Um, what I would recommend is going to a, a board independent board game shop because that is their level of expertise. They will they will be living and breathing board games. That is their love. Not, they do it for love, not money most of the time. So they're the people you want to talk to. So if you say to them, there's five of us 
Uh, we've we've played Monopoly in the past, but we're looking for something a bit different. We've got a couple of hours spare. We don't want it to be too complex. We want it to be fun. Uh, we want to interact with each other, but we don't want to be really mean to each other. Then they will uh, give you a game that might suit you. I'll give you a couple of recommendations. So that's what I'd suggest with regards to what game to pick. Now, further on, when you get a bit more into the game world, because I'm sure you will, uh, you'll know a bit more what you want. But still, people uh, have always played more board games than you. So I've met people, I think I've played a lot of board games, and then I talk to some people, and they've played a lot more board games than me, and a lot more variety. So always talk to people, always ask questions, and always know that every game you play is not going to be great. You will play some brilliant games, but you will play some games that are not for you. There's very few bad, bad board games out there, I think. There's lots of games that I don't like, but it doesn't make them bad, which means that I don't like them. And I think that'll fall the same for you guys out there. You'll find games that you'll go, this isn't very good. But then someone in your group goes, but it's amazing because it just fits for them and the, or it clicks for them. Um, and it's it's easy for them. So that's what kind of games you want to look for is fairly standard games that you can pick up and play quite easily until you get more addicted and more uh, wanting to crave something a little bit more depth. Uh, And once you start playing games over and over again and different kinds of games, you'll get used to how the game mechanics work generally and rules won't seem so complicated. Um, But yes, so that's what you should do. As to guy, what kind of player you are, Now, like in uh, a fantasy world, you can be whatever kind of player you want to be. That's the joy of board games. Some board games are linear and you have to play a certain way. Some board games are open-ended and you can... There's different paths to victory. There's different ways to win. Uh, There's also games where there's a set way to win, but you can do different things on that game to help your victory. So you can be nice to other people and have alliances with other people so you can go well if you help me out here i'll help you out there but then when it comes to help them out you go ha 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 no i'm a traitor i betrayed you which might ruin your friendship but you'll win the game so you know pros and cons pros and cons um and then there's other games that actively encourage you to make alliances and break alliances or there's games that actively encourage you to be the bad guy or the good guy or the person who's trying to steal everything or trying to ransom things The kind of player you want to be is totally up to you. You can be a nice player and help people out and hope they return that favour or you can be out for yourself and try and steal it. But then you might face the wrath of the other players where they all turn on you and you go, why are you all picking on me? And saying, well, you you did that to me and this other person goes and you did that to me. So we've decided to group up and do bad things to you. So you will lose and one of us will win and we're not bothered who wins as long as you use. So it's... It's it's a varied kind of player you are. Uh, all I'd say is try all the roles. It's all good. Sometimes you might want to be the bad guy because you've had a bad day at the office and you just want to watch the world burn and you want to go crazy and the moves that you're making don't make any sense to anybody else at that table apart from you because you're having fun. Uh, and other people go, but why? It doesn't make any sense. But, go, yeah, but, it, but it's fun and it's coming out of left field and it's crazy. Uh, or you might just... Like I say, play the game, go for the normal victory. How you play and what kind of player you are is up to you. So I am lucky enough to have a gaming group that I play with every week. Uh, and we play a variety of games uh, every every week. 
uh, and there's a variety of play styles in there so uh, we'll have certain people who like to read the rules and explain the rules we'll have certain people who like to go uh, go rogue or go pirate which is what I talked about earlier where they just go off piste and just do what the hell they want because it's funny uh, you'll have uh, someone who's the kindest person in the world in real life but on the uh, game table they will stab their partner in the back they will rob from their partner they will take out all the stresses of their day on that game board and absolutely love it and that's exactly what gaming's about it's about having fun being silly not taking it too seriously uh, and you'll get other gamers who will analyze the hell out of a game and try and eke it for every mathematical equation that it's worth uh, all are valid ways to play a game there is no i say there's no wrong way to play a game there is a wrong way to play a game but don't get me started on that uh because many people go oh well i'm playing for fun and i go yes but there are rules to coordinate that fun very much like monica from friends but um but yes games are for fun and if you're not enjoying it uh don't be put off by going if you're 45 minutes to an hour in and you're four four out of the five you're not feeling it then put that game away play something else no game is worth being angry and sad about um Again, if you're new to board gaming and you're a bit overawed by all the games that are out there, I'd recommend looking for a local board game cafe. Uh, if you're not sure what the concept of board game cafes are, then it's it's basically it's uh, a cafe, strangely enough. Uh, they will sell, sell some kind of drinks uh, and they will have a library of games that you can, uh, you generally, it's either you pay a small fee or you have to purchase something from the cafe to have access to this library of games. And you can try out games there that you would be too uh, intimidated by to physically go to a shop and buy because you, you didn't want to risk spending £30 on a game that you didn't know how it played or £50 on a really big, complicated game because you didn't know how it played. They may have it at the board game cafe and then you can play it there. So I would recommend going to a board game cafe and trying those out. Or good old Facebook, good old social media. There will be gaming groups out there with uh, enthusiasts who have massive collections of their own and are very, very happy to, to have more people join their cult. Uh, I say their cult, I'm, I'm part of the cult, uh, to, join, to join that cult and, and play games and they will mostly introduce these games and then you'll start bringing games and that's how the community grows, by sharing and caring. So that's what kind of games you should be looking for, is know what you want, in regards to time and complex and then just speak to people uh read reviews online um or go to a board game cafe and ask the proprietors going there's there's four of us we've got two hours we want something silly uh what will you recommend and they will they will know their libraries inside out and they will point you in the right direction generally uh, and if you're really nice to them they might teach you how to play it as well so Yes, so enjoy games. They're good. Don't take them too seriously unless you're a hardened veteran and then everything about gaming is serious unless it's not. But yes, so uh, I hope that helps. Um, for people new to the board gaming world is talk to people, go to board game cafes, watch videos if you really want to, or buy some small games uh, for family game nights and, and just just play them and see where it goes and 
again go to social gatherings which is a bit weird now we can do that but yeah social gatherings help thank you very much that's it from me um i will see you in the next episode or see you in the real world or see you online or whatever may happen um so good luck out there and i shall speak to you later goodbye